0: The Talented Magical Mommy's Club Hi, it's Ariella Vaccarino, and welcome back to the Talented Magical Mommy's Club. So this is the first episode that I'm recording since I have released my first episode, because I did do a few before I recorded. And I do want to thank you all so much for your amazing feedback that I have received from releasing these episodes. I've had so many of my mommy friends reach out to me and tell me how they felt connected to what I was saying, whether they were an artist or not, which was interesting. And I really appreciate the support. I got phone calls from people I care about so much, and um, lots of long texts and voice memos and messages. And I really appreciate the support. And I'm going to continue. So thank you so much for listening. I have set the Talented Magical Mommies Club up for patrons, which happens through Podbean, which is where I host this podcast. So if you would like to offer some monetary support on a monthly basis to help keep my efforts going, I'd really appreciate it. So check out that link in my description. You know, it's kind of hard for me to make these, because they're very personal. When I have to sit down and record, I can't just do it with all this crazy stuff going around. And it's so rare that I get a quiet moment for myself to not only have quiet, but to have space in my mind to record my thoughts, because my thoughts are often racing about a lot of other things going on in my house, going on with my kids, going on in my life, going on with my students. But I have things I want to say, and I try and take notes here and there and kind of stockpile them. And then I need to actually sit down and force myself to make these recordings because they're pretty emotional for me. I'm allowing myself to tap into this part of myself which I've kept locked away for a long time and I'm starting to live it and I'm starting to walk it now. That's a lot of pressure but I'm really proud of myself for doing it. I want to think back to an uncomfortable point in my life as I think of when I really let go of my dream of becoming an opera singer. And it was, I think, about two years into me having children, maybe a year and a half, maybe three years, not exactly sure. I had a concert coming up. And at this point in my mind, I thought I would keep it all going still. I mean, yes, I was taking time off for having babies, but I I didn't think I was really going to take 15 years off or whatever it's been. And so I had a concert coming up. And it wasn't, you know, a huge concert, but it was a concert that paid me some money. All the music I had to learn for it was new. And, you know, what a lot of people don't think about for artists is when you ask them to do a concert, they may be standing up there singing for 15 minutes, but it's hours and weeks and months of them to prepare for those 15 minutes. Because as a singer, your voice has to be in shape, you have to be trained, you have to be fit, you have to have stamina. And, you know, after having, I personally had five C-sections, so I was probably two C-sections in at that point, messes up with your body. So you really need to build it all back up. So I was really struggling because I was trying to get myself together for this concert of this 15 minutes of music. And I had two very young kids because my first two uh, sons are 14 months apart. So you can imagine there was not a lot of sleep the first many years of me having babies. And I just remember this stressed out feeling of knowing the concert was coming up, trying to make time to sing, trying not to get sick. I think I talked about that in the first episode, but it's very hard as a singer, as an opera singer, you really do have to sound perfect for every note. And uh, there's sickness everywhere when you have little kids, right? And I felt this level of stress, you know, when you start to feel just like you're uh, uh, stressed out. And I'm sure my husband felt it. And I was trying to prepare and I, you know, I I did ultimately do the concert. But it was a very stressful, unpleasant situation for me, and probably for my family. Because I was not my relaxed mommy self, of course. And there was an evening that my husband and I actually got in a fight over it. And I mean, you know, he supports me very much. But this was a really let's grow up moment very unpleasant moment for my singing. I was very stressed out about the singing coming up and I mean I was pretty much in tears about it. I just didn't think I could get my voice together. I was exhausted. I still had to take care of the kids of course. I had all this pressure to sound like I sounded before I had kids when I used to have time to work on my voice. It just gave me a lot of anxiety and I know my husband, the number one thing he wants for me is he wants me to have happiness. And so even if it is the art that I love more than anything, if he sees that it's hurting me, he could care less about it. He cares about me and my happiness. And at that moment, he saw a miserable mom trying to still be a singer, very stressed out. So he boiled it down for me one night. And the whole thing was very unpleasant. We've all had these unpleasant conversations with our spouses, and I love him very much. We're very close. But this was an unpleasant night, and I'll remember it forever. And I remember him saying, how much are you getting for this concert? And I told him, you know, it was, I don't know, like $500 or something. And then he said, how many hours would you have to teach? Because I also taught piano and voice for years. You know, I've always had a lot of success at that. How many hours would you need to teach to make that money? You know, and it, it wasn't a lot of hours. I got a good rate teaching and I, I said it. And he's like, he goes, and how many hours do you have to put into this concert? How many hours of your time do you have to put into this concert? And, you know, truly it's hours upon hours of learning music and every day making sure I was practicing and every moment making sure I wasn't yelling. And, and then he just was like, why are you doing this? You know, and it was a yucky moment when... All of a sudden, your dream gets looked at as this practical thing, you know, like this adult practical thing. Well, let's weigh this against this. And does this make sense? And of course, uh, it, it made no sense. I had never once looked at my singing like that before. I did every concert I got, and sometimes I got paid thousands of dollars and sometimes I did stuff for free and, you know, because with the goal of getting to know the director and, you know, there's this whole game you play as an artist where you're just trying to make it. You just want to do your craft. But I was tapped out because I was really being, in the nicest way, leached on <laughs> by these babies I had. And I just didn't have anything extra. And I couldn't be the singer I wanted to be at that moment. And it wasn't paying me thousands of dollars where we were going to hire nannies to watch the babies and and I was going to stop breastfeeding, right? It was was just like going to be on a Saturday night and it would be done. But it was months of me preparing and stressing out about this thing. So I got through the concert and it was a very ugly moment for me because my dream all of a sudden turned into some sort of practical choice that I had to make as a parent and I did I made the choice and I kind of let it all go for a really long time there was a real practicality about that decision nothing that I'm I'm not that kind of a person Um, my husband is very practical he's also an artist but he's we're different but I really respect him he's like a man who does what's right for the family. And that's, you know, when that thing started tying in my brain about, is singing selfish? Is me trying to be an opera singer, this selfish, self-indulgent thing that I'm trying to do for myself at the expense of my children, at the expense of my family? And what, what am I doing? It's a very confusing time. You know, I could have used this podcast then, because I don't think it had to be a black or white situation, but I couldn't figure it out. I I couldn't figure out what to do with all these emotions and feeling guilt over something that I was so respected for for so long. And I couldn't figure it out. You know, as a mom, you're tired and you've got these babies who love you. And I mean, you might be making them, you know, little meals and cleaning up after them and sitting on the floor playing blocks with them. But it's very important. And it mattered a lot to me. And their smiles and their love mattered so much to me. But it was at a sacrifice for this other part of myself, which I loved so much. So it's unpleasant to talk about. But I want to talk about it because I feel like I should talk about the reality of what this all was for me. Because like I said before, I had children. My whole goal of life was to sing on a stage, you know, to sing in that movie, to perform, you know, for anything I just wanted, I felt like, you know, I had the highest work ethic on the planet. I just wanted to work as a singer or as a performer or as an actor or something amazingly creative because I felt like I was meant to do it. I felt like I was born to do it. It felt like a higher calling for me. I was gifted this voice. You know, how could I not do it? So it was a confusing time. So I let it go. And it hurt. But what didn't hurt was having these children. I mean, I dove into that and uh, took them to all kinds of museums and the park and made friends with other mommies. And, you know, I played that role. Sometimes it felt like a role. I think a lot of moms feel that way. Like, oh, we're playing the mom role now because, you know, we weren't always moms. By kid number five, don't even ask. It changed a lot. But I tried really hard. To be the best mom I could be, and really dive into it. But it was at the expense of something else. And I want to talk about that. And that's what this is about that expense of something else and what do we do about it? And it's hard to keep it going because it's not like as an artist, you have these choices like, oh, I'm just going to work three months a year or I'm just going to work on Fridays and Saturdays because there's a pursuit involved in the arts. Unless you've absolutely made it, right? And you have the top agents and, you know, you made it and you can pick and choose what you want to do. There is a pursuit involved that takes so much energy and time and networking and efforts on top of keeping your craft alive, keeping yourself in shape, learning your material, finding new things to audition for, getting to those auditions. Now, maybe it's better, you know, because everything's on the internet. But back then, you know, you got to show up at these auditions and you got to sound good. So what do we do with that part of ourselves? What do we do with that magic inside of ourselves that we've been given, these gifts, when we can't figure out how to use them without seeming selfish or self-indulgent? Where do we put them? We just shove them down and keep going forward. I mean, to me, that's it. That's the making of madness. <laughs> it's the making of depression. My kids kept me really busy. I think having five really helped with that for sure. I'm still very busy with them. I'm not done. You know, my youngest is only nine. She's almost 10. My oldest is 17. There's a lot going on in my family with my kids. But it is different than having little babies now. I really appreciate all the things that the people have said to me after hearing this podcast so many moms feel the way i feel you know whether it's somebody who wanted to be an artist or even somebody who was a scientist or somebody who who had any passion for anything it's a very confusing thing because we're told we can have everything and we're trained that we can have everything and everything is equal but there are choices we have to make as an adult And as a mother, I mean, of course, the father could be the one to stay home. But as a mother, oftentimes, a lot of that is put on you. And to do it right, you've got to put other things down. So let's say you can put them down. Let's say you put them down in for a good five to seven years. I think that's a very doable thing. The question is, how do you pick it back up? And how much do you pick up? And how do you integrate it? Or some people, they let it go and they're happy and they take a writing class or they'll take some sort of a class or they'll teach some sort of a class or they'll run something really creative for their kids and that's enough for them. How do you find that? I don't have all the answers. I just know when I get around other moms who are like me, and if we ever allow ourselves to talk about this subject, it's like a well opens because it's almost a forbidden subject. We're all supposed to just be happy that we're moms and grateful that we're blessed that we're mothers and and we are, but there is this other part. It's like the death of our own life in a way, not the whole life, but a magical part of ourselves. How do we let it out? How do we shine it up and live it? Whether it's 5%, 20%, 100%, how do we get to a point where the balance feels really good and we feel like we're respecting ourselves as well as our kids, as well as our husbands? I'm curious about you. What moment was that in you that you gave up this part of yourself? Can you think back and think of a moment where you were like, no, I just, no, I can't do it. I'm just going to put this down. Did you do it? Some of you kept it going. Some of you were able to keep it going because you had such a good start and you were able to pick and choose a little more. Some of you, maybe you weren't singers, opera singers, because again, that has a lot of pressure and you could keep it going. What was it for you and how was it for you? That's what I want to know. Was there a defining moment, a look in your child's eyes or in your husband's eyes or in your bank account when you were just like... I? I don't get to do this anymore. Now it's like I'm playing and I need to be an adult. That whole moment, all those years ago in that concert, it's actually a very unpleasant memory for me. And I kind of put it away to function. And when I sat down to talk, I thought I would talk today about something completely different. And all of a sudden that came out of me, like it knew it was important. And maybe it would touch someone out there as well. Maybe you had that similar moment where your dreams almost seemed like you were like playing playing Barbies or playing house. It's like you got to put it down. So it seemed significant to talk about. So I'll leave it at that for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Talented Magical Mommies Club. We're on a journey here together to find and shine up our most magical selves. Have a great week. The Talented Magical Mommies Club